Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Welcome, folks. Thank you for joining us today. We've got a great topic today. I think you're all going to love this topic. This is Mike and Rich with Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT. Boom, there we go. Executive Coaching. Leaders, you have to act, right? We all know that. But it's not just about acting. It's about how, how, what do you do when you act, when you take action? Also about cultural transformation. There's that relationship. We're going to be talking about that today. When you act in the right ways, you've got a healthy, happy, productive culture. When you do it in other ways, it's not so healthy. It's not so happy. So we'll be talking about that. So, Rich, we're going to talk about And you've got a great example that we, you're, going to, you're going to share with us. Let's first talk about kind of the big ideas here, all right? And then you got a great example that you can delve into and really, you know, put the meat on the bones as it were. So there's there's leaders that have to be right. Let's just start there, right? Leaders that have to be right. You can't embarrass them. You you can't make them look silly or foolish. They're they've got huge egos, and they just they just if it's not invented here, they're not going to listen to it. So they've got to be that person that always looks good. They can never look bad. They can never look like there's something wrong. They've always got to be, always got to be all together. And you got to agree with that because yeah. they're right. Now that's one kind. It's a very toxic kind of leader. And that's and that's sometimes it's kind of hard to see that, particularly for them. They can kind of come in and out of that, but but fundamentally they come out of a sense of scarcity. That's the thing you want to get. Toxic leaders that have to be right are coming out of scarcity because it's about their survival or a small group in their organization, they have to be right because the goodies have got to make sure that they get covered, that they get the goodies. Now, if other people get that, fine, but if not, that's kind of too bad for you versus the healthy leader who does it this way. They want to do the right things for the right reasons in the right ways at right. the right time. Right. Now, let's just kind of unpack that. So you've got a leader over here, the healthy leader says, What's the right thing to do? What's the right thing? How are we going to work this thing through? They'll have conversations. They'll you know have some people they'll meet with. They'll have discussions. They may even get the, the company involved at different levels because we're looking for the right thing. Then they'll take a look at it in terms of what's the right reason to do it. Now, that's a big deal because right reason has to do with values. What are the company's values? How do they fit into where the company is going? In the right, right way, talks about principles, using principles that really work, not just whatever stuff. And then when we do it in the right time, considering everybody else is going to affect everybody. 
So right. you've got these two different kinds of main ideas. One is pragmatism versus being practical. Now, people confuse those two terms, but they're very, very different. Pragmatism comes out of progressivism out of the early 1900s. And pragmatism essentially says this, do whatever it is that you have to do to get the results. It doesn't matter if they're moral, legal, ethical. If you have to get it, do those things. The ends justifies the means. That's pragmatism. So when somebody says, well, we got to be very pragmatic about it, make sure they understand what they're saying here. Because are you willing to break the law? Are you willing to hurt other people? Yeah, I mean, how far are you willing to go to get it, right, to get the result? Now, practical is different. Practical and practice, similar, you know, roots. There's, you know, and so what we're looking for is we're looking for leaders that are practical, that practice ethical, moral, legal behavior. That's why they are those people want to do the right things for the right reasons in the right ways to get, you know, at the right timing to get the results. Two very different. Uh, kinds of leaders. Right. I'll tell you, one creates a lot of anxiety. One that always has to be right. A lot of drama, a lot of anxiety, a lot of suppressed emotions, a lot of unhealthiness. We've talked about it before. Yes. High turnover, high costs for for uh, the health care. There's a lot of the stuff that goes on there. And and everybody pays. There's the culture, bad leadership, unhealthy leader, uh, unhealthy culture. The other way, you got to get a healthy leader, you got a healthy culture. So, Let's hear, now I've kind of unpacked that, let's let's have you put some meat on the bones. Describe to us somebody you're very aware of that's that. You know, um, it's, it's, it's very interesting because one leader, I mean, we talk about culture, we talk about leadership, and culture is, is a top-down exercise. It essentially comes from the C-level, C the CEO, the ones with the vision, the ones that are supposed to have the vision to drive the company. One bad apple can turn into a corporate tragedy and really start to change the organization, the culture of the organization, top to bottom. Now, you know, as I I've talked about before, 20 years I've been FDA regulated uh, medical device uh, organizations as an exe you know, executive uh, operations management and really got to know my customers very, very well. We had 100% customer retention from 2006 to uh, 2019, did very well. So there was there was a definitely very, very good relationship with these healthcare organizations that I worked with. Not long ago, you know, maybe four or five years ago, um, with one of these healthcare organizations I work with, the senior leadership was changed. Now, I had worked with these same people for years. And as soon as this senior leadership was changed, the entire corporation and organization changed. The people that I worked with, um, they changed. You can tell as it became, uh, you know, fear for their jobs. They started to see a huge exodus of high level employees leaving the organization. And not only that, the way they started to change and handle all their benefits and their people and their promises, literally letting, you know, hundreds of people go overnight, you know, with, with other promises. And it, it became, from an outside view, very pragmatic. Um, 
very pragmatic, very um, self-serving, like we're going to be, you know, at all costs, we're going to create this different organization. It, with a failure to truly understand uh, who the employees are. I know employees that have worked for this company for over 30 years, 35 years, who have who have said that it is absolutely not even close to what it was when they started. It's it's a a culture of unfriendliness, a culture of uh, paranoia. I'll, I'll tell you what. There's there's certain types of leaders, if you and types of toxic leaders. We've all worked with them. We we've all seen them from the outside. We've heard about them. We've we've dealt with them. You know, you've got guys like narcissistic leaders, controlling leaders, leaders who are paranoid, uh, depressive, abrasive. How many of these folks do you know? And here's the, the real question is, as a leader, do you display some of these characteristics at time? Now, I can tell you from this, this certain organization that I, I'm, I'm talking about, I know people who have been leaders in that organization for, you know, decades, and they are different people now. They're different. Their culture has changed. Their mindset has changed. Their ability to lead has changed. And it truly is a toxic organization. And, uh, you know, and I feel bad for a lot of these people because I know a lot of them that uh, have just pulled up roots and left. I was talking to someone who knew about this leader that you're talking about. And uh, a friend of mine, and he said, oh, yeah, people love this guy. He thinks he's making them lots of money. Yeah. Now, that's an interesting comment that you're making there because that's that leader that makes lots of money for the organization. But there's also a high price, high price in a lot of different ways. Not only in this particular case, uh, letting people go, you know, a lot of people go, you know, at different times, just saying you're out the door, no, no warning, that kind of stuff. But you also had a very interesting insight that you shared with me in terms of how cutting the costs can be affecting the patients that are coming in. Do you recall me? You recall telling me that? Well, absolutely. You bet it. It, it does. Tell us yeah. about like that. Just how how would, would you how would the you know the public never know what exactly is going on, but those cost cuts are happening and they could be affecting them. Oh, absolutely. Without getting into too much detail. Right. Um, you know, some of my, my expertise is on uh, sterilization of medical devices. And there is definitely a change in the way with with cutting corners as eliminated employees, which has really reduced the ability to adequately process certain items that are used in, you know, surgeries, if you will. And I've talked to several people that I worked with over and they're saying, I, I just, I don't have the people, I don't have the time, I don't have the ability to process this like I used to, like I could have before. Um, and don't have the outside support that we, we could have before. So here, here I want, let's, let's talk about something real quick. You mentioned something. Um, they're, they're loving this guy. They're making a lot of money. They never didn't make a lot of money. They were always a very successful organization. So define making a lot of money. Define that from, from you know, from a, an outside perspective or, or even an, an inside perspective. You, you know, if, if we're going to, if we're, if our goal, and, and true, cash is king, 
Business is cold. Cash is king. We got to make money to stay in, in business. But if it comes at the cost of your organization, if it comes at the cost of, you know, the communities around you, if it comes at the cost of, you know, the people changing their leadership abilities and, and, and really not serving the greater whole. As, as, as leaders should and, and truly, you know, you got to be a manager, you got to run the business. But at the same time, you're only as good as the people around you. If those people leave and leave you standing there all alone, what good does it matter how much money you make? It doesn't matter. It really, it, you know, if you're not providing the same type of service to the communities around you because you have lost so much expertise in your organization at the expense of making the almighty dollar, where have you succeeded? Now, you know, I, I guess you know, there's, a, there's a lot of argument around that. And that's something we could go on and on and on for, for a long time. But, you know, you know tell, tell me what that really looks like. Blockbuster said, yeah, we're a $7 billion organization until they close their doors. And that's part of what it is we want to see here for, for folks that are watching this. I, I doubt we're going to be grabbing the attention of many of the negative leaders. No. They're not going to go follow what it is that we're directing them or suggesting them. They're just not. They're going, they're going to be impervious because they got to be right and you can't do anything to make them look silly or foolish, right? But then there's those other leaders that recognize that there can be some things that they can improve, that they can make better for everybody. Absolutely. But also there's another level for people that are working for those people that sometimes you need to recognize that it's not just you. Maybe they've just created a culture that is toxic. That's part of that whole deal there. And and so there is this relationship between leadership and culture. Yeah. If you've got a culture that's not working so great, it's because of what's going on with the leaders there. And then you need to stand back and look, because we've worked with a lot of people over the years that have left companies that weren't really fulfilling or ha- didn't make them happy, didn't make them feel like they were really enjoying their job. And I don't mean like the company has to make them but the environment itself, the culture itself is very discouraging. It was not a great place to go to work. Yeah. Take a look at that. Leaders, how do your people feel about you? Honestly, forthrightly, you may be busting your guts to get right, but maybe you just don't have it right yet. And you're not quite sure what to do to get it right. Next time or somewhere soon, we're going to be talking about how leadership can be toxic or how it can be you know, really very healthy depending on how you manage yourself, how you do it. And it's not just that you, you know, like some people that are just, you know, that kind of off the, the pier, you might say, but there can be very pe- good people that intentionally want to do it right. They want to get it right. Oh, yeah. But they're not getting it yet. And they still they experience a lot of stress. There's a lot of anxiety. And they just need to know how to change that up in such a way that they're working more the way that they naturally work as a leader. Yeah, that allows them to become their best, and as a result of that, their culture changes. You know, and it's the same thing with the people who work for you. If you if you tie your employees' hands behind your back, their backs, because of red tape or your toxic leadership abilities or, or traits, you know, you're not doing anybody any good. And those people want it. And I tell you, in this organization, there are so many wonderful, great, you know, people that that I know that work there that have since, number one, either left the company, or two, feel like their hands are tied behind their back and they can no longer do 
the job that they were hired to do or trained to do or taught to do or in, uh, with no input on how to do it. And it's a sad state of affairs. And that's where I think really the toxic leadership, and it's just like it goes back to this, one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch, right? Yeah, and, and an executive coach, to be honest with you, is not going to change the bad apple. No, no. They're not going to. However, executive coaching can help those leaders that are struggling, that want to know how to do it better, want to become a better oh, leader. That back to, you know, doing the right thing for the right reasons in the right ways, you know, at the right time. We are the people that can help that leader figure that out, get, get that all entangled. Get that so that it's actually working for you so that you're happier. You feel less stressed. You feel more motivated. You feel more confident. You feel more competent about what you're doing. That projects out to the rest of your organization. They feel better. You lift them up. So we got about a minute here. here. Um, so, Rich, uh, let's wrap it up. Let's take it home. All right. You know, once again, everybody, I hope you enjoyed what we talked about today. Uh, and it's a big topic. It really is. We could unpack this for days, but we hope you enjoyed what we had to talk about. And we'd love to hear from you. You know, we, we're here to help you. If you want to go to that next level, this is your last stop. We can do this for you. Go to our website. Send us a message. Let, let's get you on, on some coaching. Let's get you on some and show you what we can do and how we can help you. So, and I hope to see you soon. And once again, everybody, thank you so much for your support. Stay safe and take care. Thanks for joining us today. Bye-bye. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.